everyone. Welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited. As I'm extra excited today because I've got a special guest on, someone that I've, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, known for many years, but never really sat down and got to know. So today's an exciting day, and I'm happy to welcome Mr. Pete Estabrooks. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you, sir. And what's if I was going to throw a label, is it the fitness guy? It is I, the fitness the, guy. The fitness guy. And we were talking a little bit off air, 40 years of being the fitness guy? 40 years of fitness guy. That's uh, congratulations. It's, a, it's an industry that I've known personally that can be a bit transient. That's something that people get into and maybe they drift out of. So 40 years is, uh, I would say you're all in. Well, I think the people who are all in are literally all in. They've got to be, uh, it's like people who last in fitness are people who live fitness. That's it. Yes, you're, you're right. Because if it's, because it, it can, it's a, it's a lot of work if you're not a hundred percent bought into it. Yeah. And you, just to give everyone the context, oh, give, give me a bit of a bio. You work with clients. You live the lifestyle. Tell us a little bit about who's, who is the fitness guy. The fitness guy is just a guy. A okay. Guy who, I mean, it's so simple. It's a guy who does fitness. <laughs> so the, 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 the explanation is in the title. It, it, it says it all. Well, like I would spoken to you earlier, it's something that I do whether or not I was getting paid for it. I mean, this is my life, that I would work out this much, that I would try to share this much with others. I'm just – so I don't really think that I uh, – my feeling is that I don't really charge people to do fitness. I have a lot of friends who have a lot more money than I do, and I just happen to know more about fitness, so we kind of switch things off. So it's a, it's a high-value high trade. Is yeah, what, it's a what trade is what it is. So 40 years, I got into fitness probably in the early 2000s when even that was, like personal training was quote-unquote new back then, and that wasn't, uh, that wasn't 40 years ago. No, that was, the whole personal training thing was kind of wild. Actually, the first time someone asked me to... Uh, come to their house and personal train with them. I thought she was hitting on me. I was like, this is weird. Well, it's not that she wasn't, but maybe there was... A... <laughs> Let's not rule that out completely. So, and how, when was that for you? When did you do your first quote-unquote personal training session? Uh, that would have been at about 1987. Wow. That was a few years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And always, are, you, are you a Calgary guy? Born in Montreal, lived in a, in a bunch of places, but I've lived in Calgary more than anywhere else in my life. Oh, so. Interesting. What, Montreal, whereabouts? I'm from Montreal as well. Yeah. Where, did you, where, did you, where were you from? Uh, Terrace Vaudreuil, a place just outside of Montreal, west of Montreal. Little town oh, outside, Vo- outside of uh, Dorville. Yeah, in Vo- Vaudreuil. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to uh, work out in Hudson at a bar out there. And I used to live in the West Island, Beaconsfield, Point Claire. I drive through by Vaudreuil all the time to get out there. Oh, well, there you go. I know exactly where you grew up. That's a small world. That's awesome. See, already, I didn't know that we yeah. both have Montreal heritage. And when, when the, so when you, once you got to Calgary, did you stay or was there a little bit of moving Well, around? there was a whole bunch. Like I lived here when I was in uh, elementary school for a few years. Uh, we moved to Australia for a couple of years. My father was a geologist, a min- hard rock mineral geologist. So uh, he went everywhere. He really, he enjoyed uh, moving. My dad was an adventurer. Okay. So and a bit I, of almost the army brat kind of yeah, yeah. moving so we, a couple we, years we, here, a couple years there. Yeah. We kind of had that whole you know, seven or eight places before I was 10 years old. Interesting. And then, then we lived here. We lived in Australia for a few years. We came back here. Um, I went to university here, and then I moved to Mexico for a while to teach aerobics. Okay. And uh, went to Munich for a couple of years teaching aerobics. Super cool. Life. So fitness is taking you around the world, it's yeah. safe to say. It also sounds like it's in your blood. And then I ended up back here, So, and I've been here ever since. So I'd, say, so, I'd say 34 to 60 years I've been in Calgary. Awesome. And, and I know 60, you're 60 years old right now because yeah. a recent article you wrote, which we're going to talk a little bit about, is 60 isn't the new 40, it's the new 60. And yeah. if, uh, there's a certain pride and gl- glint in your eye right now when, when I said that. Well, it's not so much a pride thing as a surprise. <laughs> that you made it? Yeah. Well, that I am. Because so, you've always, when I was 15, I thought 34 was really old. And I didn't think oh, I yes. was going to be that old. And then when I was 30, I thought, 60 is old and I'm 60 and I'm thinking, wow, I'm just, I'm just turning a corner here. I'm just in, the, in, yeah. that, in that next phase, yeah. the third act or whatever. Yeah. There's, I've heard lots of different terms floating around. It's so funny. I remember like the first real tangible, like I remember my dad's 40th birthday. Like when my dad turned 40, that was a big deal and people yeah. came over and I don't know why that one stuck out of my mind. And then that moment I'm like, oh, I tur- I'm turning 46 this year and I'm like, Oh wow, my dad was old when he was forty and starting to go bald. But I'm like feeling great. It's a weird psychology how you kind of keep constantly reframing it in your mind. Well, how you reframe age actually? Because now I think eighty is old. And then talk to me in twenty years, and I'm pretty sure that I will discount that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that article, which I'm sure will be published. So we we chat a little bit offline, but I think it's interesting. How did you end up? Like you're the fitness guy, forty years in the industry, got into it when you're twenty. How did you find your way into fitness back then when fitness wasn't the thing that it is today? Well, because it wasn't fitness, I was uh, uh, I was a my my sport was boxing, okay. and uh, 
And boxing was kind of my salvation. I was a little bit of a troubled youth. Okay. And uh, I ended up at one point coming to a boxing club and digging it. Like just, like this was magic for me. That's awesome. And uh, How old were you when you got into that? Uh, oh, well, I started, my dad had me like back, way back in the day, your dad would put gloves on you and beat you up when you were, yep. you know, seven or eight years old. But I officially had my first fight. And call, and call it boxing. <laughs> yeah, I was boxing. Uh, um, I had a couple of amateur fights when I was in my early teens, 12, 14 years old. And then there was a period where I wasn't boxing. But when I got seriously into it, I was 20 years old. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And you said or that kind of... Actually, 19 years old is what it was. And as a as a youth, that gave you... It kind of brought things together a little bit for you? It, it, was, you, it was my new drug. Yes. That's what it was. Ah, okay. That's a nice, and then, uh, That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just... I was super lucky that... Uh, that the coach at the time, his name was Mansour Esmail, like a legendary boxing coach in Calgary. And um, he saw something in me and he said, you know what? Like I couldn't afford a gym membership I, and I wanted to be a boxer. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, you're going to, you know, you help me run the Saturday morning conditioning classes and you have a membership. So uh, I, and he had binders and binders of exercises. And this was back, this yeah. was back before the day of circuit training, but it was the original circuit training. So Absolutely. we'd go in the back room and he'd say, okay, uh, this, and he had this really cool system that I stole. Like, so they, I, there is nothing I do that is original. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> but he had this super cool system where he would have three or four binders of exercises and, uh, and back there, um, back then, he, they didn't call them cardio and muscular endurance yep. and balance. But he would say, this is a boxing drill. This is a running drill. And he'd say, I want you to pick two from that one. I want you to pick one from that one. And I want you to pick two from that one. Program design yeah. at the most basic yeah. level. Yeah. So, that's, so that's what I started doing. I started teaching this. Uh, I started helping him with the Saturday morning conditioning classes. And then uh, after a while, he said, okay, now they're yours. That's that's what you do. So I spent. Well, you graduated. You yeah, got your so trust. Yeah, so I spent years doing that, and while in the boxing club, had I think I told you a little earlier, this girl came in, and pretty rare in the boxing days, but she was a super fit, super cool girl. Okay. And uh, and and later, and, and she said, "Why don't you come to my gym?" She said, "Why don't you come do, you know, come to my gym one time?" Because she had come to classes for a while. And it's like, "What's your gym?" And she said, "Well, I teach this thing called aerobics." It's like, okay, I'll come to your gym. And I went, and it was the original. So pretty hot, super fit girl asked you to come to her gym, and you're 20. Okay, yeah, I, the yeah, plot, I yeah. see there's some undertones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I went over, and uh, and it was it was it was crazy, right? It was just this whole different dance music, people jumping around, super and high I, energy in a totally yeah. different way. Because a boxing I, gym is an intense environment, like, yeah. but it's different. Oh, it's totally. So what I ended up doing was I continued boxing. I boxed for. Like I boxed amateur for years and I turned professional for a few years. Oh, interesting. But, I didn't know you boxed professionally. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I would, I did two things. I boxed, I boxed, boxed. And the guys at the boxing club were like, like what? Are you some kind of girly man? Some kind of pussy? What are you doing this aerobic stuff? Oh my God, all the macho yeah. stuff. Eh? And I was like, okay, let me just draw this out for you. I'm going to come here with you on Wednesday and have a bunch of big, hairy, stinky, sweaty men punch the shit out of me. And then on Saturday, I'm going to go to a class where there's 30 women and me. I said, you figure out who's got it right. <laughs> who's the girly guy? <laughs> That's awesome. So, that, so anyway, so I transitioned from... <laughs> you I, just leave him standing yeah, there with his yeah, jaw hanging yeah. open. So I transitioned from boxing into the aerobics world. Uh, and then from there, like you said, someone asked me about personal training one time. So I, that was... Before personal, before personal training, before I knew personal training, right, was before personal it was training, the thing. and uh, even when it was, even if it was, it was for movie stars and yeah, like top well, level yeah, athletes. Yeah, exactly. And that it was thing. like yeah. the California thing. Yeah, totally. So I just, uh, so life has just evolved that way. So it's still working out. It's just you know boxing to aerobics to personal training, and you know running has always been kind. Of, when I was a boxer, the thing I hated the most about boxing was road work like okay you had, to, yeah. you had to get up every morning and back then there was no science to it it was like put on your work boots because they're heavy and run five miles yeah you do it every day just that's what you do just pound your body yeah, into, just, into yeah, oblivion just do it every day which actually for boxing it's a good it's a good training yeah. because there's not like there's a little bit of masochism there but at any rate <laughs> so uh 
you know, we did this. And so for years, ran and hated running. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, don't hold back. Yeah. And uh, so when I finished my boxing career, there was probably two or three months there where I was thinking, you know, there's something missing. Like I'm still working out, I'm still doing my stuff, but there's something missing. And it was just to my great horror that I find out I miss running. Like it was just a terrible, and then and then I started running, and I've, I've been lucky. Those little to, revelations that happen yeah, along the way, like, and you know, they often say the exercise that you hate the most is the one you probably need to yeah, do the, the one, most. The, the one yeah. that's well, I hate again, doing back, or I hate doing legs. That's probably because you need to do that. <laughs> well, it's like you said, or like you or, or I had said earlier. It's um, running is one of the things that uh, gives me so much that I do it regardless of its physical benefits. Yes, because I'm not a sit down and meditate kind of guy. I'm not mm-hmm. much of a sit down guy at all. That's one part about yeah, that I do know about you, absolutely. But that high energy run, is the yeah. understatement. So the running thing is just a beautiful place to get ahead of your mind, you know what I mean, or get ahead of your body to a place where all of a sudden your mind, you're just with your mind, mm-hmm. and that's uh, it's a really beautiful experience. And a, so I call it a moving meditation. Okay, I don't I run long, but I moving meditate longer. That's interesting. I had a guest on that does ultras. He did the Moab two forty. Yeah, and. When you talk to people like that, people like that, people that have exposed themselves to those environments, the level of awareness they have over their own thoughts, because over a seven, you know, 240 miles, yeah. you, you learn to observe the observer and this kind of layer of how your, how your brain kind of starts to unfold in front of you. To hear people talk that have put themselves in those environments repeatedly, there's an interesting level of insight about their own thought process, because you, you start to observe the process with another level. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps like layering up. Like you said, it's very meditative. Well, it is, and it's a beautiful place to actually... To take your problems. You know what I mean? If I'm oh, going that's up, an interesting way to say that. If, I, if ah, I'm going I like up for a five or a six hour run, which <clears> happens on occasion, I mean, it gives you it gives you a chance to, like you say, deconstruct that whole thing. Like yes. really like how come how come I'm so fucking weird? Like, and it gives you a second to figure out. <laughs> Let's start oh, with a question. Why, Let's start with a that, question. That's why. And you you know, you kind of you deconstruct the onion, you know, you pull things apart. And uh, it's quite often that you know, you really find a sense of, and there's again because you're run, you're running, you're you're creating these endorphins, you're creating this. Yeah, there's something chemically little, that's happening yeah. as well as like, you're 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 allowing your body, you're triggering all that those chemical yeah. processes, and then it gives you that kind of magic moment. And quite often it's like there, then you know there'll be a yeah. point in the run where you know maybe I've been maybe I've been fighting with Sarah a little bit, we're having an issue, and then I'll be running. Life and, is going on. Yeah, and I'm just like. Ah, oh, there it is. I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I'm sure she probably could have told you that before. Yeah, uh, I don't know her. I'm just I'm speculating. Often has yes. <laughs> I think it's an interesting perspective to, to to look at fitness not from this thing you need to do. And some days it is you got to yeah. get her done. Yeah. But once you get to that next level and kind of see almost behind the curtain, yeah. of then it becomes self perpetuating. Oh, it is because a lot of people know struggle that, to stick with it. I, like it's a challenge for people. Well, that's I mean. The biggest, and I think that, you know, for most people, they have to look at fitness, or I would recommend that you look at fitness as just, like, it's, uh, it's not, it's not what you've done, it's what you're doing. What are you doing? Right. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, because people are like, oh man, I haven't done anything for so long, and it's like, it's like, it's okay. What are you right. doing today? What are we going to do? What are you doing? Like, I'm not worried about Back to what being you, in the yeah, moment. I'm yeah. not worried about what you've done. What do you and that and that is on the other end of the spectrum too. You know, you fit like this year. I ran, uh, I, I ran the Iron Legs in August. Okay, which is an ultra, a 60k ultra. Nice. I was 60. I ran a 60k. I thought that was pretty. Run cool. a 60 when you're 60. Yeah. Where, where is that one? Oh, it's just out in. It's. 9,000 feet of elevation change out in West Bragg Creek. There. Okay, it's that's I've heard crazy, about it. Yes, yeah. yes, and. Uh, so I ran it and it was awesome. Like I just really had it just, and as you know, some days you have really good fitness experiences and some days you have really bad fitness experiences. Yes, and it was, this one just happened to be a really good fitness. I went into it thinking. The training aligned, your mind space. Well, you know what? I went into it and the, and like everyone else, life in the last few weeks before the race, there were some things I was dealing with and I wasn't training as much as I, I was doing some training, but I thought, you know, I missed that one big run that I really wanted to do. And I don't, so I'm that's not, kind of playing in the back of your in mind. In the back of your mind, you think, fuck, I'm not ready. Oh my God, this is going to hurt. Like it's going to hurt. Cause once you've run a couple of those races, you know that there's times it just hurts. And yes, it does. And, and it's like, oh, man, I don't want to hurt. 
hurt today. But so I and went. You've to, got that one little yeah. voice that's saying, "Just sit down. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? Just, just, yeah. just, just fake an injury. It's okay. Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, okay. No one that, will judge. Just do yeah. it. What are you yeah. doing? So I, so I went in a little trepidatious, and I just ended up having a spectacular day. You know, had some. And on these races, it's really cool because the the race took me nine hours and okay. something. So like different parts of the race are different parts of the story you know yeah, right. so I, you know at some point i was running with this guy who had uh, run lots of ultras and we had some really cool conversation and then so you guys are just ended. running chatting yeah, away well kind that's of what like happens sh- just shared, like, well shared experiences yeah, are so just, powerful well that plus you're killing time yeah you know what i mean like we got putting this, in nine hours yeah so. we got this huge hill ahead of us rather than look up at the hill why don't i just talk to this guy I'm break just it down trying yeah. to chat with him for a little bit so I had a great race, had a really great race. But the, the point of the story is that, you know, two weeks later, it's like, well, that's what I did. It's not what I'm doing. What, yes. have I, you know, what am I doing this week? Because like, it kind of came with this realization that, man, I've been pretty lazy the last couple of weeks. You know, we like, I, Sarah and I went, took the kids and we were surfing out in, down in Hawaii and it was super chill. And I thought, oh, I didn't get up to run this morning. You know? So I had one of those, okay, all right, back on track. What are you doing? Not what have you done? I, I, what are you I, I, doing? I, I like that. Not living too much in the future or certainly not dwelling too much in the past. Well, not on the past. I mean, because, I mean, I can't even remember what, some dumb movie I watched when I was a kid, uh, you know, what's behind you, it doesn't matter. I think it was Gumball Rally. Oh, that is an old one. That's, that's your one way back. <laughs> I probably saw that, but I wouldn't be able to certainly quote it. <laughs> In your re- yeah. That's why the re- the fr- that's why the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. Well, that actually <laughs> all those the, jokes. The scene in the, me- the in the movie is the guy grabbed the rearview mirror, tore it off, threw, threw it in the back seat, threw it out of the car. Yeah, so anyway. yeah a couple of buddies that would pull pull stunt like that. Yeah, but it's it's so and it comes in cycles too. Like I know being in someone who's been fit and you know you know chatting. Oh, what are you doing now? It's so much. It's always part of my life, but it goes through different cycles. Oh, like, oh, that was a great training cycle. Or like, oh, I get a bit of an injury, shoulder, I overdid it. Okay, I need to redirect, and then that moves through its cycle too. And but when it's important to you, you always find yeah. ways to like, oh, I'm going to take two weeks off because I'm injured. No, 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 I'm just going to find other things. Well, to Well, that's do. I mean that's the beauty of fitness, and that's what I always tell people. Like because like, when people come to me and say, hey, I can't run. It's like cool. We don't have to run. Right. Or, you know, my shoulder, I can't do overhead lift. Cool. We won't do overhead lifts. I mean, there's always something you can do. It's the amazement of the human body of how yeah. adaptable how adaptable yeah. it is. It's way more adaptable than our, our minds can get very fixed. Yeah. <laughs> they are yeah. adaptable, but sometimes yeah. they get in there. They get in their they get in their path. They're literally yeah, in their well, I think of it as a rut quite often. Yeah, yeah. it's yes, yeah, a, a groove, a rut. A, a rut has a little more of a little more bite to it. So when did you so you run you run your own gym, you have your own you have your own thing. Yeah. Did you do the cycle and always just curious, did you work at other facilities? Well, you know and, what? I started out uh I like to say, I say it this way. I'm not bossy. As long as we're always doing things my way, I'm really happy. You're on board? Okay. So I started out, uh, you know, (laughs) working in, I started as well, and this is what I tell people who are, you know, come to me and say, wow, you're a personal trainer. You're so lucky. You got lots of clients, you know. Uh, You're so lucky. Yeah. How did that happen? And and my advice to this day, and it has always been that, uh, like, I started teaching fit. I taught aerobics, and then I taught, then I developed this. I didn't develop. I stole from Mansoor. Okay. Our, I stole from Mansoor our, uh, our box, our Saturday morning conditioning boxing class, and I call it TKO Sports Conditioning, and I run it to this day. Like, it almost verbatim, just different exercises, different waves, different yeah, but things. The, the fundamental but, formula is the same. But it is the same thing, you know. Two, um, you know, two cardio, muscular endurance, two cardio, a balance. Like, it's, it's a, just math. Anyway, um, but I've taught classes, so I always have, so I, I kind of have both ends of the spectrum. I have a constant audience, and if I have, if I have 30 or 40 people in class, maybe one or two of them want to train. Well, now I've got a personal right. training class. So when I started, I taught aerobics everywhere in town. Okay. Like I taught at Heaven's Fitness, the Corner Club, Club 32. Like back in the day, there was a lot. Okay. Back in the day, aerobics was what spin is now, right? Very much so. And it was yeah. very nomadic. The, yeah. the, these celebrity, it's like pseudo like well-known teachers would yeah. move around. And then people, you, you develop a kind of a cult following yeah. at different well, classes. Which is exactly what happened. So, and then I was at the Glen Coke. And then I started personal training because you know, I have a degree in physical education. So Okay. Now, I wasn't know. sure. I was going to ask. Yeah. We skipped over what you're actually, because you said you did university. So it, yeah. it was always in around the human body and movement. Well, and what happened was I was. Oh, interesting. Um, and again, luck plays a huge role. Like I was boxing professionally and I was living in Provo. I was in a stable in Provo, Utah. 
And a stable is a really nice way to say a bunch of guys crammed in an apartment boxing. Yep. Um, but I was in a stable in Utah, and I couldn't get a green card to work work. I, had a, I, had, I, had, I was able to fight and train while I was down there, okay. but I couldn't get a green card to work. So what would happen is you get up in the morning, uh, you know, and all the guys in the stable would go out and do road work. So we'd go out and do that, you know, put your work boots on and go run five miles. Just pound it out. And then the boxers, 2% of boxers make a living boxing professional. Is that what the number is? Yeah. yeah so 98, surprised. the rest of us, uh, so go do the road work in the morning, and then all the guys would go to work. And then we'd reconvene at about 4 in the afternoon, and we'd train till 7 at night. Okay. So, so what happened was I had this spot between, I had the whole day was mine, you know, and that's boring after a while. And, uh, yeah, Utah, that novelty wears yeah, off real yeah. quick. Yeah. So Utah State University was right there. So I went in and started auditing some classes, the physical education classes, thinking, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn a little bit more about physiology so I could be a better boxer. Well, I mean, it, theoretically, it sounds good. Yeah, no, no, I like yeah. it. I, you know, well, I'm, theoretically, I, no, I'm impressed, good, I'm impressed. But, but if you try to hit somebody with a piece of paper, it doesn't work at all. Not as effective. Yeah, no, anyway, Maybe a textbook. Yeah. So anyway, so I went to, <laughs> so I was doing these classes and I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get a degree in physical education. And uh, Well, I'm here anyway, yeah. so why wouldn't I? Yeah, so I went and I looked at, uh, talked to the people at Utah State and they go, wow, you're from Canada. And again, this was back in uh, the early 90s. Okay. And you know, this is you know, you're from Canada. Your you know, your tuition here is going to be about five thousand dollars a semester. And I came back up to Calgary a little bit later, just checking things out. And I went and looked at the University of Calgary, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, that's three hundred dollars a semester." And I thought, "Oh wow, you know what? You know, fighting was pr- it was an awesome, cool gig. You know, I'm sure it was, that was a really I'm sure it, it was a very it, cool experience. It was a super cool experience. But uh, I realized that I wasn't going to be a world champion." Um, had a ton of fun. But anyway, so I came back to Calgary and I, what I did was when I had to fight, I would fly down or I was fighting, I would bus down Greyhound bus rides from Calgary to Get off to the Utah. Greyhound and walk into yep. the ring. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, well, again, still super cool stuff, but it was a bit of a, <laughs> it, it could get to be a bit of a grind, but I ended up getting the phys ed degree and then I got a phys ed degree and things just kind of felt mine. Then I, that's when I started you know, teaching more classes here. And then the, the teaching classes turned into working at different clubs in town, the working at different clubs in town, let people follow me. You know, totally. so I had, I had a personal training contingent. And, and, and Calgary's was, always been very community-centric. Like, yeah. it, it's, this is a big, small yeah. town, I always yeah. joke. So in that well, environment, yeah. you get to know everybody, yeah, and everybody exactly. gets to know you. Everybody knows who you are, exactly. Yeah, 100%. So at, at one point, I just thought, I've got, I run these great classes, um, and I want, well, and I want to run them at these times. And, uh, and you know, I, I couldn't run a six o'clock class at the Glencoe. I couldn't run, like, couldn't run when I run. Too, so too I thought, many limits. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just, just going to lease a space and see how that works. And, you know, I just, there was a guy who had a, a bunch of space over by the stampede grounds. And he's like, I don't know what to charge you. And I said, I'll give you 30% of whatever I make. It's a deal. Yeah, and, let's uh, let's take yeah. let's go in together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. So it, and then my personal training. So then that's when I worked for myself, and ever since that's all I've done. Uh, maybe like me, I've been told that I'm unemployable sim- yeah. for some of these reasons, and I think that's yeah. a compliment. I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take it. Hundred percent. Like absolutely, I am prou- prou- proudly yeah. so. So wow, it's been quite a journey. How about what about the evolution of the fitness industry itself? As two guys that were been in it, and I was, yeah. you know, I think you and I, I think I first met. Didn't we do like a junkyard photo shoot? We did. Well, with that was TRX's, the most. Uh, yeah, we did TRX with and the, uh, and with the Vasa Impact trainer. Mag- yeah, and for, Impact magazine. Matter of fact, I've I, I just for on a completely different project was going through old Impact magazines, and you had this solid blue steel pose. That was, <laughs> That was the. I think that's the first time you and I met was in the junkyard. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying was, to find where we could tie the TRX up to yeah. do these poses and yeah. do the, do these shots off bumpers. Yeah, it was absolutely. A, it and was a Cooper shoot. Yeah. When was that? Oh, five, oh six. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, that I've got into, those photos somewhere at home. That, that, yeah, it falls into the category of a long time ago. Yeah, it happened in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Absolutely. And I think we did a second photo shoot, which was with uh, you and Nicholson, where we did some stuff on the uh, the wobble board. Oh and yeah, the, yeah, the, some the some tubing. Board. And yeah. it was the same thing. Yeah, the, the indoor board. Indo- That's right, indoor board. And that was in another warehouse somewhere. Yeah, where was that? I think that, that was more a little more studio oriented versus the yeah. junkyard was cool though. I got to go yeah. dig those photos up. Yeah. 
It was a good time. It was a, it was a simpler time. It was, I don't know. It was probably more complicated. I don't know. It was a while. It was a while ago. How's the? It sounds like you've been pretty consistent with your well, journey in the fitness versus the fitness industry, which is ups well, and downs it's, and fats. No, but it's super cool to watch how because what happens is I think that people love to work out in groups. And I mean, there's 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 two kinds of people. There's people who like to work out by themselves. Yep. And often those are runners, the ultra runners, the super. You know, we're just going to go for a, a body, mind, 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 mind experience. <laughs> deeper, uh, deeper, yeah, deeper. Yeah. And then, and then there's those who like the social aspect. And that social aspect, I think, will always be a part of fitness. Um, but what happens, I think, is that the, the format gets boring. You know what I mean? Because right. for and I, all due respect to all types of exercise. Yes. But you know what I mean? Like we'll go through phases. Like aerobics was huge. Like a, high impact, low impact aerobics was was the world. There was like ten clubs in town that were packed all the time, and then uh, and then step aerobics came. Step aerobics. Actually, I learned step aerobics in a bar in Puerto Vallarta. This girl was uh, saying, we we're chatting some girl in a bar. And she's like, I teach, and you teach aerobics? I was like, well, because actually I was in Puerto Vallarta teaching aerobics. Okay. I, I worked for of, this. Of course, of course you were. <laughs> I, was, I, uh, I had a, a gig with um, Bus Loose Vacations. And, uh, You'd uh, go on the road with those guys yeah. and, and, and teach fitness classes and while, while having a very respectable good time. Oh my God, it was disgusting. I've heard those and, trips were off the charts. Crazy. But at any rate, at, regardless of how off the charts they were and yep, how yep. and what kind of shape I was in, I taught aerobics on the beach at 7 a.m. every morning. So at any rate... Keeps you a little bit honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Illusion. Yeah, not even a little. So uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, actually, and that, that goes into the whole story thing, too, about moving around, teaching fitness. But at any rate, I met this girl, and we're in a bar, and she's like, I, there's this thing we do in California now called STEP. Cool, it's step. And uh, so she taught me step on the steps of a bar in Puerto Burrito, in Puerto Burrito, uh, in Puerto Vallarta. And, uh, it was, and I came back to Calgary, and, and sure enough, a couple of weeks later at Heaven's Fitness, there was a step aerobics thing. So all of a sudden, step was boom. Yeah, I, I, was, remember, yeah, I remember when that yeah, happened. Step aerobics was the big thing, and it overtook aerobics. You know, and then that happened for a while, and then... Uh, the spin thing started. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the yoga, hot yoga started, and yep. then some spins started, and and now boxing is coming into vogue again. There's very the, much so because rumble and yep. uh, rumble sweat and signs, undercard sweat signs. undercard undercard. So there's a whole you know it just I think what happens is there will always be a social part of people who want to work out right sense and, of community for yeah, sure and someone else will say hey cool here's how we'll do it and that'll work for a while and then it's like any kind of fitness after you've done it for a while, I mean, there's, there's kind of a leveling off. Yes. Right? I mean, absolutely. like, I've done this a bunch. I'm not getting any fitter doing it. We're not really changing it up all that much. I'm bored. Well, it's also, it's a, it's a, to me, it's a huge compliment. The human body is, has such an ability to adapt. Well, exactly. And what is it, like, really, I always joke, the gym is kind of pseudo-fake work. You're giving it something to do that it needs to accomplish, yeah. and it will get better at it. That's, I always joke, you can adapt to the couch or the treadmill, like, yeah. whatever environment the you Adaptation you is adaptation. <clears throat> Absolutely. But you have to keep that mixed up. Yeah. But that, it's a lot of effort sometimes, especially if you're not a quote-unquote fitness person. You're looking for that external guidance, because yeah. you don't know, and it takes a lot of time and energy to, like, I'm going to build a new program. Yeah. You got to sit down and put yeah. some thoughts into that. Mm-hmm. Well, which is why the kind of the kind of like I do this circuit training, boxing training, boxing based uh, sports conditioning thing, where you can do everything, and you can do anything. So the class, I mean, because I don't have that great a memory, I'll never teach two classes the, the same. Same, right? I mean, so and and the variety of exercise <laughs> that's available to us is never ending. It's so li- I'm, yeah, so I'm never gonna have, I'm never gonna not be able to think of something new to do in class. I mean, it's so part I'm of the fun enough. of being a trainer, though, isn't yeah. it? Is doing that and being yeah. being creative oh, in that absolutely. moment. Absolutely, it's uh, getting excited about a certain movement. Yeah, a little kinda, bit of artwork. Yeah, you get yeah. kind of into like I'm really into this type of exercise right now, and then you kind of almost forget about it. Like, well, you do forget. I've forgotten about, about more exercises than I think I've ever known about. Well, I think that's what happens, and then people say, "Remember that uh, step, step, hand slap one we used to do?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." It's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. They're... That was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, it's such an inter- it's such an interesting journey, but you're right. If you're passionate about it, it's it's never going to get stale. Like that, it's always going to feed something new because the human body is so interesting and so adaptable. But like you said earlier, you know, it's not just the the the, the physical benefits are almost the secondary. It's really it's really uh, they, the mindset, the mental. 
well, for people with whom fitness sticks, I think that's the case. Right. You know, I think that... Yeah, the, the cosmetic side, I'll, I'll be... Because there's a lot of, I joke, quote-unquote, cosmetic athletes out there. Oh, sure. Well, it, it doesn't tend to have the same sticking powers when it means yeah. something to you differently. But, I mean, I think that's an evolution we all go with. I think that's an age-dependent. 60 is not the new 40, 20 yes. is not... Like, when you're in your 20s, like... Who cares what my heart's going to be like? When I'm, I'm going to live forever. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. That's How a good does point. my ass look? Like this. <laughs> Let's get down to the priorities. Yeah, exactly. What's like, important? Yeah, I want some pecs. I want some biceps, and I want some. You know what I mean? Like that. So when you're young, that's kind of the thing. Or you're you right, get, and and that's okay because that's the cycle yeah. you're going through. Exactly. And, and we've all been there. Yeah. Trust me. I put up my hand high. Yeah. I was been. I'm like, I'm not worried about injuries. I'm just worried about looking good. Yeah. The sport of looking good. But you get older. So talk a little bit about your article. That's. Uh, 60s not the new 40. Uh, I thought it was great because it went a little bit against the grain and that's what kind of you know inspired me to reconnect with you. So maybe share a little bit of just even your philosophy around that. Well, my philosophy around that is that, I mean, we really are just what we are today. Like this, is, again, you're not what you, you're not what you've done, you're what you're, what you're doing. And uh, so, like, and you can't say, I mean, and that good and bad, what I've done in the past, you might hold against me. I'm not going to hold it against myself. Like, uh, I've made some mistakes in the past. I'm not going to judge myself with what I know today. What I know to, as a 60-year-old, I'm not going to say to my 30-year-old self, you're such an ass. Well, my 30-year-old yep. self didn't know that. So I, I think more from uh, the 60s, not the new 40, is more from a maturation standpoint, not even right. so much from an exercise standpoint. Because I, like you said, the human body is so incredibly adaptable that there really is... I mean, I foresee surfing into my 80s. I don't, I, yep. I mean, unless something cataclysmic happens and, and there's no surf. Be the oh, that would be, yeah. that's, yeah. And then we'd have to think of something else. Anyway, but the, the whole, I think but that, Which you would, because we're adaptable, yeah. <laughs> to your point. Yeah. So I think that uh, the 60 to new 40 thing is that, you know, you get to own all your experiences. And I think that you get the, the good and the bad from that. Like I can look back over 60 years. And so when somebody says to me, oh man, you are like, you're like a 40-year-old. It's like, no, I'm like a 40-year-old with brains. Yeah, you're a 40-year-old with 20 more years experience. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and that holds true physically as well as mentally, right? Like I know now that like, I'm not a fast runner. I've never been a fast runner. Right. So for me to think, okay, I, you know, I want to make this time on this race. Well, that's not going to happen. But I can run that race. Right. And I can run that race to my well, ability. Well, that's the wisdom and also the being okay with, yeah, no, yeah. Th this is my version of this yeah. and that's all right. Yeah. And, I, and I've got six years of experience to yeah. let me know that that's true. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's it. I've won one race in my life. I ran an, an ultra marathon a couple of years ago in, uh, in Indonesia. Oh, interesting. And uh, I won it because I was the only guy running it. <laughs> I was first and last place. That's so, a good story. Yeah. How many other people in the race? But let's not get into the yeah, details. Exactly. I won the race. I was the first guy across the yeah. finish line. Well, I was at this great surf place called Macaroni's uh, in Indonesia. And I was running with the resort owner. Like, just, I, would, I said to him, you know, what do you do for fitness other than surfing? And he's like, well, I surf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What, what do you talk about? And I was like, no, like, I want to run. I think, you know, I want to run while I'm here. What's around? And he said, well, you know, we've built a path uh, through the jungle from our, like it's really old school. We built a path through the jungle from where we live or from the resort to where the closest village is so that those people can make it to work in yep. the morning. I was like, how far is that? And he said, well, that one's about, it's about 10 kilometers away. It's like, okay, well, let's run that. Let's do that. And so we ran that a couple of times uh, while, I, while I was there. And then to get to this surf place, this macaronis, you take... 13-hour ferry ride. You get off the ferry and you take another hour and a half speedboat ride or you jump on the back of a motorcycle and they'll take you out for two hours to get to Macaroni's. And uh, so I said to Mark, the la uh, we're getting close to the last day, I said, so how far is it to, uh, to the ferry? And he goes, I might, I don't know, maybe 50 kilometers. And I was like, I'm going to run out. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, no, I think that's awesome. I think that'd be the perfect way to finish this uh, this adventure. So, so I did. You know, he um, and he said, uh, like, there's, you know, there's one road. If you go, you know, there, there's only one road. Right. Like, we get, it starts in this little snaky path through the jungle to a kind of a sidewalk level to a, you know, by the end of the race, you're on, you're on a gravel road that's big, like four feet across even. 
And uh, so he went ahead of me and, and he left water. I have some great pictures. Like he would leave a water bottle in the middle of the path. That was the aid station you know, at mile five. Out of 50, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So when you say the word raise, it's completely self-organized, self-directed, self organized, self directed, self. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's, sorry. <laughs> just but, to be clear, yeah. I'm just, I had a picture, but the picture yeah. was narrowing down yeah, to what really a, happened. Bit. Yeah, it's not, but I can say that, I, that it was a 50 kilometer run that I did. I called it a race. You had aid stations, you had support crew. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There were, yeah, it was yeah. Mark on his motorcycle, and uh, it was actually, it was a super cool thing to do. I ran through this little town, and all these kids, like the school emptied out. All the kids came running to see what this guy was doing. Who is this gringo? Yeah, Who's this yeah, gringo yeah. white guy or whatever? Then, what, whatever yeah, we I don't even use. know what they call it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was but, searching yeah, that too. Yeah. And so, like, I, I ran through this village. These kids and they ran like a kilometer. Like, just I had no idea what they're saying, but they're touching my legs, high fiving. Yeah, yeah, and it was just super cool. And then, you know, and then run through, and I'd run by a field, and you'd see these guys working out in the field, stopping and. Pretty sure they're saying to each other, like, what the fuck is up with that? Guy? I'm picturing, I got scenes yeah. from Forrest Gump running through my mind. I got <laughs> that, all, yeah. probably moved, that's what it was like. You know? And the greatest part was that we finished, as we're getting to the finish, there was a, there was an actual store, little hut where a woman sold stuff. And, uh, and by this point, I was, I'd had nothing. And I was, but I was like, Mark, just give me something. And he's like, I'll get you a Coke, mate. And I was like, okay, I'll have Give a this Coke. man some sugar now, of some I'll, kind. I'll have a Coke. And, uh, and then he went out and he came back and he said, come on, I want to, I want to take a picture of you with this lady. And so I went over and I did this picture. And then I said, why do you want to do that? Because she was asking me what you were being punished for. That's amazing. Yeah. What, what was his yeah. crime? What did you do? So anyway, there, there's my running story. I, I have won one race. That's that's awesome. I, I love it that you know when you start unpacking it of like it, it's not about fitness, it's not about heart health, it's about an experience. It's about adventure. It's I about think. an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I motorcycle and drive all over the country, and my wife and I do big rides, and it's similar in the sense that versus being in a car, like running, you're you're in it. Like yeah. you, the sights, the sounds, the smells, people come and talk to you. You're not in the bubble of a vehicle. So running, I can, I'm just picturing that same kind of experience. Yeah. You pull into small town USA and they see your Alberta license plate, especially my wife is a female rider. Yeah. Old ladies come over to her and they talk to her and you know, where are you all from? And yeah. it's just a very, I'm just picturing you running through these small yeah. towns, kind of creating a little bit of a stir. Just a buzz. Everyone's right? quiet and they look, but then their curiosity gets yeah. them and they want to come over. Like, what's up with that guy? But oh, that's, I mean, again, that's the, like, what do you, so that's what I did. Like, what are you doing? So you have that adventure. What am, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, and, and I'm always planning, like, what am I doing? What, what, it's like, that was great. What am I doing now? I'm, Everybody so I, always says that. He'll be like, so what, what are we looking forward to? We got any trips coming up? We're going, yeah. we going, we going fishing? We're going, what are we doing? I'd like to, what are we, what are we looking forward to? There's a lot of power in that statement. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's today? So you, you said it earlier, you shared a little bit. You're, uh, you're writing a book. Yeah. How, and how did that? You said they they searched you out. Well, I was I was lucky that uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, because I I just again that same philosophy. What are you doing? Not what have you done? I don't really think that much of what I've done, you know. So they came to me and said uh, this publishing company gave me a call and said, uh, you know, you have a, a huge volume of work out there. Have you ever thought of? Putting They're it looking at what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought of putting it together in some kind of motivational or inspirational or actual instructional fitness book? And I was like, No, no, I never have. And they said, Well, would you like to try that? And I, so we're in the process right now, of, uh, and like, and I've and I've had, I've had, a relatively different life than most people. You know, okay. I, like I had, uh, I was a little bit of. Um, I was a, I had a rough childhood. Okay. You know, a little uh, and of my own doing. Like my parents, wonderful parents, wonderful family. Okay. My choices when I was much younger, you know, had me like I went to jail for a few years. I came out of jail. You know, I've been married a couple of times. I have six kids. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of good meat in there. You know? Yes, so, absolutely. So there's sandwich. the making for a good story. There's a sandwich there. So they're like, why don't, <laughs> why don't we kind of integrate? And, and I'm super happy. Like my life is good and I'm super happy. And, yes. And people say, well, well, you know, but what about? And all those things that, that I've done that might not have been the best choices at the time have always been the best choice at that time for me. Like you said that, that offline when we were talking, and I think that's very powerful. Like I made the best decision based on who I was and yeah. what I had available to me yeah. at the time. Would what, I choose what, differently now? Maybe. 
Oh, but absolutely. You can't even, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. There's no maybe about it. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, I, had, I, had I chosen, had I known better, had I chosen differently, I wouldn't have had all these amazing experiences. Like, yes. Just like truly amazing and transformational. Like you're not who you are. You're only who you are through the rough parts of your life. You're not who you are through the easy parts. No, of your the, life. Co- the coasting part. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, just the, that's you, like, you don't get more fit on the necessarily riding the bike downhill. Yeah. It's getting up to the yeah. top. That's just the reward on the other side. Yeah. So, so anyway, I'm putting how, together. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, how's it been riding this? Because the guy who well, doesn't necessarily live in the past, has it been well, an the, interesting bit of a introspection? No, it's not just that. It's crazy. Like when you think, fuck it. Oh, excuse me. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Like, it's like, like, did we're going to we'll, we'll put I, a PG 13 yeah, on this. Did I really do that? You know what I mean? Like, because there's uh, almost like uh, an out of body experience looking back. It truly is. Who was that guy? And putting together this whole. Like I, I suffer from what I call emotional autism in as much as that. Like, emotional, that's a new yeah. one. And I write about it in the book that I have a different way of, of relating to people. Like I relate 100% to people all the time. But if I'm not with you, that usually ends. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like emotional I, autism. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I, I delve into it a little bit in the book. I feel we could have a whole podcast just yeah, on that topic exactly. alone. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, so I have these stories of these friends that have that have been in my life that affected me, especially particularly my in my youth. You know, those that that's kind of the time when you're setting yourself as a person. You know, and then you know I've got friends that were friends and were friends no longer, and we right. we delve into the reasons why they're no friends no longer and what worked, what didn't work. You know, oh, interesting! Think, so you guys go pretty deep into the journey and like it, we, un- unpack it a bit. Yeah, we really do unpack it a little bit. We peel back the onion, like. Um, like I said, I was in jail. I had some friends that uh, that continued on that kind of route. So, yes. you know, and, and maintaining those friendships for as long as was possible, you know, and then there becomes a point where you have to, you, know, you make, I'm that or I'm this. Yeah. You can't be that and this. Uh, so, you know, so those things kind of devolved. But, you know, but the love and the friendship that you had at that point doesn't devolve. It was, it, like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's so easy to devalue it when you look, when it changes, yeah. but go, you know, at the moment, that was a huge part of my life. It was, yeah, it was it's huge. much more respectful yeah. way to think about it and than then, the, uh, only see the negative when you look back on it. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that what's again, the, what's the benefit of that? 660 is not the new 40, 60 is 60. That's like, I can look back at, you know, every point in my life that, you know, uh, partners that I've had, that, that things didn't work out, you know, at the time. It's horrible and traumatic it and is. terrible. And then in retrospect, you can just say, well, you know, luckily I have this memory that filters out all this shit and goes, you know what? I, I loved that person at that time. Like at that, that time, that was, that was awesome. Didn't work out exactly how it should have. We didn't clean it up all that well. But you know what? Ten years later, it's like, I still, I like that person. Might not love them anymore, but... I like that person. I like who yeah. they were. And, and choosing to remember the positive yeah. side of it. And uh, it's not even a choice. I have this weird brain that just... It's a, it's a gift. It, it truly is a gift. <laughs> I got a buddy who's an EMT in Vancouver and involves a lot of, you know, sees a lot of human, you know, trauma. And he, he jokes, trauma plus time equals hilarity. If, yeah. you, wait, if you wait long enough, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, everything. Every, I, yeah. I love that saying. I've used yeah. it multiple times yeah. on so many of life events. I'm like, well, yeah. let's just wait, like... You know, the buddy who goes through yeah. something, you're like, um, can we can we laugh now? Like, has yeah. it has been a couple yeah, yeah. days? Like, <laughs> are you good? Like, can we yeah. laugh about yeah. that thing that you did when you crashed the thing or yeah. blew up exactly. your life or whatever we're, you did? We were crying before. Remember that funny part? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all, I have also I have all these great stories from it. Like, I have this the greatest story that that will flesh out in the book a little bit. That uh, you know, a buddy of mine who is in the book who later died and you know oh, was uh, was uh, was but was a really big part of my life when I was a kid. Uh, Get the book. You read the whole. Okay, story. I, no, that's a, that's the perfect. Thing. But he, Do you want to uh, hear the rest by now? Uh, but but actually, I'll tell you the, the one of the cool parts of the story was that uh, he he visited me while I was in jail. We had uh, he was on my visitors list. Yep. And, uh, brought me a birthday card that he had uh, soaked in acid in LSD, <laughs> and uh, we finished the so finished the visit, and they had uh, uh, on Saturday nights in this particular institution was movie night. And they were playing the Bad News Bears that night. Mm-hmm. And I, to ingratiate myself with my, with my compatriots in this uh, institution, uh, had, I ripped up the whole card and I gave everybody chunks of my birthday wow and it was fucking crazy it was like that that we're about two-thirds of the way through the movie the bad news bears yep and the acid starts to kick in and the place was just 
falling apart. People were shrieking and yelling and laughing. And the guards turned the lights on and said, that's it. Everybody go, you know, everybody back to your, back to your wing, back to your room. And it was, it was an awesome experience. It gave everybody acid while in jail. <laughs> that's an amazing, uh, I, there's so many questions and so many layers, but I'll just take that story for Things that things that, that that we look back on in trauma plus time because yeah. that could have gone oh my god I'm it could sure have been it horribly arrived holy yeah. mackerel I'm sure it did and it depends on your perspective yeah for a guy who's doing a little bit of time that's a great way to fill up an but it, w- it was a super fun experience well see again that's what we talk about how you, like all the like time everything like time gives everything a happy glint right it does. Like, I remember all the happy parts that like, people like, had fun in jail. I had tons of fun in jail but and, that was at a time absolutely you know I mean? and. And did There's I lots lear- of things I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't I, want to repeat it, yeah, but I'm exactly. going to take the positive out of the situation. Yeah. That did I, I learn from it? Absolutely, I learned from it. You know, you, I mean, that's kind of a, because everybody gets to different, and you do it more than once in life. You get to a spot where you say, am I this or am I that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, really? Take, I'm turn left, I, turn right. Okay, I'm that. I have to be responsible. <laughs> Put my responsible hat on. And, and it's here often we go. what you want out of it. You know, I can yeah. make this other choice, but I don't want the, I don't want the, yeah. every, nothing's free. There's always, a, you know, something to pay, and that's okay. It's a, it's a tra- it's a transaction. Something we, you know, I can't ha- I can't not talk about. We talked a little bit line. You're a surfer. Yeah. How long have you been a surfer? You know what? I stumbled onto it when I was, I stumbled about twenty some years ago. Okay. But late in life, like I was in my late thirties. What happened was I was running a fitness retreat in Palm Springs, and. Uh, one of my first fitness retreats. And so I thought, I'm going to deliver. Like, I am delivering. Gonna, so I had, this, bring it. Yeah, I had this group with me. And in the first three days, you know, we got up in the morning and we ran. I had a fitness class at 10 a.m. in the morning. I had a fitness class at 3 in the afternoon. And we did a hike at night. Like, it was just like full-on fitness. Here we go. going to feed you rock and roll. And uh, on day three, we were sitting at the dinner table. And, and this... And this this woman who was the speaker for the group said, Pete, we got to talk to you. You're killing us. You t- like, you're, you're taking it too far, man. <laughs> you're killing us. Like, we, we're here for a little bit of a fun week and to get a little fitter. Who but, is this crazy yeah, Canadian? But, but we are exhausted. Like, could we not do something tomorrow morning? Like, could that be our, could that be our activity, not do something? And I was like, oh, yeah, yes, you're the paying clients. We can the figure something out. client's always right. Yeah, yeah we so. can figure something out. So I said, tomorrow morning, Everybody sleep in. We'll regroup. We'll figure it out. And, uh, and, and this group of people went out and went to bed, like literally went to bed. I had like seven people went to bed at like 8 o'clock at night on a holiday week. It was just like, oh. You know, I, and so they You, you, re- you wrote yeah, them hard. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, man, what am I going to do? So, and this was the early days of the internet. So I got online and I thought, and I looked for activities in Southern California. No, fun activities in Southern California. That's a good search criteria. Yeah. And, uh, and a bunch of this surfing stuff came up, and I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. And I, so I picked a school that was in San Diego, uh, so about a two-hour drive from where we were. And I called, and I, I, you know, there was no, you know, I mean, back then, you got on the phone, yeah, and you so, called Yeah, them. yeah, you found them online, but you, you yeah. dialed them up. So I phoned them up. I said, look, I've got a group of 10 people that need surf lessons tomorrow. Can you do that? And he was like, absolutely. Meet me at Termaline Park, San Diego. You know, meet me at 10 a.m. and we'll give you a day of... And I said, nobody's ever surfed. Sorry, that's... He said, that's who we take. That's what Perfect. we want. Yeah. Perfect. You found... You so, called the right place. Yeah. So, uh, got up in the morning at 7 a.m. and banged on everybody's door and they're like, fuck, come on, you said. It's like, no, 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 road trip. Trust me, trust me. Road trip, here we go. We're going road trip and bring your swimsuits. We're gone. And uh, we went into San Diego and had just the most amazing day. This guy was a good instructor. He brought a friend along and uh, and I personally caught the first wave they had ever chased and I was just like flying on water. It was like, it was like, it's like, sex with a bathing suit on like it was to me it was just like this is awesome so finished that uh that week and people were happy that day. we had a good day and i kind of chilled the next couple of days it's activity but it's fun yeah, it's and we ended up too. having we ended up having really a good retreat and then but then once i was back i was thinking okay next retreat we're doing in maui you know what I mean? So, so then I started running these fitness tri- retreats in Maui that had, that surfing was part of the deal. So I had a friend who ended up being a friend, a guy who ended up being a friend uh, who taught surfing in Maui. And, and then after a while I thought, you know what? 
I don't want to do the fitness part of this. I just want to go surfing. Let's cut out the yeah yeah. 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 So, well, well, let's cut out the the fitness part and let's cut out bringing other people with me. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, this. Yeah. Is yeah. Well, it's nice when you zero in on yeah. and, and surfing is a, that's a rabbit hole of like oh, next wave, next yeah. wave. I'll oh, do this different. Like, yeah, well, feeling. exactly. And you know, <laughs> it just it, it feeds that constant cycle for me. Well, like, for yeah, okay, for you are like me. I, I mean, some people get on the wave and think, my, that, that was fun. Let's go get a burger. Like, oh, no. I, yeah. I go out and I'm like, okay, yeah. next time, here's what I'm going to do different. You're here's how I'm going to approach it. So. Here's how I'm going to start to recognize the way. But yeah. no but no two ways are the same. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's a super fun gig. Yeah, so. no, I've I've definitely stayed out there too long and beat myself up too oh, much. Oh, I just want to keep going. Yeah. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, and I'm lucky enough that like I'm trying to get, you know, you know, get my kids hooked, get as yep. many of my kids hooked. You know, some like it, some don't like it. So when you can get one hooked, it's like... Honey, I'm not going. It's not for me. It changes the whole dynamic. It's, it's not for me, you know. Well, you told a story earlier. We were just chatting offline about serving with your 13 year old son. Yeah, and and watching him go through while well, watching navigating like, that. That he, must have been a, as well, a dad, was, yeah. as a sur- fellow surfer. Yeah, like, he would, that was magic. That was actually he was 12 when we were doing it this summer, and uh, like for people who don't know surfing uh, lingo too much, there's an inside and an outside. When you're learning to surf, there are easier waves closer into the beach, hence the inside. Yep. And then you got to fight your way through these, a bigger set of waves to be on the outside. And my son had always surfed on the inside. And at one point this summer said, let's go to the outside. And uh, it was just, it was awesome. Which is and a big decision. Like what's that's a, a transition. Huge, what's I know a huge just decision. myself learning yeah. and, and we're at the same beach in yeah. Nusara and that that's another level. Yeah. Like it's not just one notch higher, it's like seven notches out. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a jump. It's a it huge jump. It is a huge jump. And we had spoken about it's the scary as heck. <laughs> that the uh, you know, it, I mean from you've learned it, I've learned it, but I mean for, for my son to learn it at twelve years old is that you know, we're going out there and getting panel. Yeah, getting pounded it's by waves, big, and it's come on, man. We gotta go. We gotta dead wait, and that's battle, the line against like battle, battle. says, I, you know, the waves don't wait. The ocean doesn't wait. You know, so that's kind of one of those life things. And uh, but he made it outside. There's a lot of waves. life lessons out there on yeah. the waves. There so he, a lot. yeah, he made it outside and did this wave from all the way to the outside, all the way to the inside, and then had to do that same fight thing out. And then I said to him, I said, just, just jump off, do three turns, and come on back out to me. He's like, okay, that's what I'll do. And sure enough, next wave, once you get on the wave, like, I know. It's addicting. Feeling. It's yeah. addicting. And, but he goes all the way into the beach again. And But that time he just kind of gave me the wave. Okay, dad. I'm good. I'm going to be in here. Yeah. yeah. No, I've learned that watching guys that are like two, three turns and then they dive backwards yeah. over the wave and then they get back out again. I'm like, yeah. oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, at first it's more like I'm thinking snowboarding, like how long can I go? Yeah. Different. It's a whole different thing. Those yeah. first two or three. Well, because on the snowboard, hit. there's a lift that takes you back there, out. There is. It's very, it's very convenient. <laughs> have you done any? Uh, have you done any wake surfing? Yes, I do like that because the it's right there at the back of the yeah, boat. Like right. it's not the same. It's no, not the same. So people ask me that, and it's but, like, but I do enjoy it because I'm yeah. like, oh look at this man-made wave I'm dealing yeah. with here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, just me. I find it a little boring. I, fair enough. Like, fair yeah. enough. Like okay, I've only done it a handful of times yeah, and like, lo- okay. loved it. But lots of turns, little turns. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's very. It's very different. Than the, well, anytime you're surfing and someone can literally throw you up here, <laughs> it, it's a very different thing than when you're out on the open ocean. <laughs> Um, when's the book coming out? Uh, next year sometime. Okay. Is it, is it as much work and as much of a process as I've heard from so many people that have gone down the book road? Well, see, I've been lucky, again, getting back to what we said, I've been super lucky that I've been writing a book for 40 years. I just didn't know I was writing a book. So the, I mean, the more interesting part is the, is, uh, the in-between parts. So like right now, they've said, you've got all the motivation and the fitness, but now we've got to tie it, tie it together with your life. Who are you? We need to have a story. So, then that's, so that's the, um, that's the uh, and harder part. It's, it's a little more time consuming, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the introspection of it is quite, uh, it sometimes leaves you kind of sobered, you know, you kind of, you, you write a piece. Well, it think, kind of wow. forces you to, to relook well, at that. You know, for, you relook yeah. at it and you think, and again, as much as we laughed about it earlier, there are points in my life that I'm sorry for. Yeah. You know, that I've done things where I thought, you know, they, at the end of the day, you know, those aren't wonderful things. And those weren't good for other people. You know, they may have been good for me and they may have, they may have hurt other people. It's a nice way to filter it because you can look at the selfish, you know, from the, the, the looking out at your own hands versus yeah. looking back on how it affected other people. That changes the story. Yeah, it, it does too. You know, Especially people you care about because yeah. it's usually the people that are well, close those, to you that yeah. are in those cycles. Yeah, those are the people that you're writing about. So, yeah. you know, so it's, it's not work, but it's, well, I lied. It's work. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just Again, lied. We're here. This is honesty. Yeah. Well, so what happens is you th- I, I keep thinking, okay, done. Okay, look at this. And they go, okay, but what about this hole? How can we connect this to this? And it's like, oh, you mean I have to tell a story about that? Go, yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. So right now we're... Uh, but I, it's what an I interesting do, experience. Yeah, it's, it's really su- interesting. And well, again, I'm lucky in as much as I have this huge volume of, of life to pull from, but not just the words. Like I've worked with some incredible photographers like Brian Bookstrucker, Ian Nicholson, yeah, like there's a, like Jennifer, uh, Jesse Gray. There's a bunch of people who have got some really cool pictures. So, you know, at one point, you know, the, the publisher was like, like, are you writing a book? Is this, is this a, a motivational book? Is it a storybook? Or is this a coffee table picture book? You know, so that we It have, sounds like it could be a little bit of all those yeah, things, but so they, we, they that, want to put it in a category. Well, that's what I said. I was like, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, no. <laughs> no, we got to find it. But I mean, so I have these great, I have some great photography that's just, un, like a ton of Brian used to come, or still, Brian, you can still come. Brian used to come surfing with me on a regular basis. So I have some wicked surf shots. Even the shot that was on your uh, LinkedIn post. Yeah. I was like, where is the person? What's the angle? Is it oh, a drone? That. Like, what's going on yeah. to get that shot? Like, Because yeah. he's literally at the crest of the wave from the angle that I can yeah. see. It's a great shot. Oh, actually, there's... <laughs> I was trying to unpack that in my head. I'm like, yeah. how did you guys pull the shot off? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, and you don't have to tell. Secrets are fine. <laughs> no, it's not, actually, that's not a secret because you watch those guys. Like, you think surfing's hard. What about surf photography? Yes. Yeah, like, they're... they're yeah, they're holding a camera with two hands, kicking with fins, and all I'm doing is having fun. Fighting that wave yeah. that's trying to yeah. yeah, that's trying to drown you every yeah. every chance it can yeah. get. So that actually that picture, there's a whole series. Like he, because he was originally, he was originally about thirty yards ahead of me. So there's a bunch of pictures of me being lifted up by the wave, of me dropping into the wave, and so as I'm going forward, he's pulling uh, back. Yeah. So by the time that shot was in, I was on that LinkedIn post. By the time that shot was taken, he was at the top of the wave. And I was hit, I was at the bottom doing my first bottom turn. Yeah, you know what I mean. So just perfectly, yeah. the, the stars yeah. aligned. Yeah, and, then, and appreciating how long it takes for that to all come together. Oh yeah. Because how many variables did you just throw into there? Yeah, and and then the ocean is not playing by. Like, yeah, it'll be exactly. just like the last wave. It'll never be just like the last exactly. wave. <laughs> no. So it was, uh, it was this. Yeah. Yeah, for anyone that's curious, uh, check it out on LinkedIn. That's where I stumbled across it. Yeah. You just recently posted here a, you know, a few 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 weeks ago. Uh, it was a great read. I just I love the title because you always, oh, 60's the new 40, and, da, 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 and I love how you just put that little spin on yeah. it. Because yeah, really, it's not. It no, is. it's not. No, it really caught, caught my attention. So someone's listening today. They're inspired. You know, The book's coming out next year. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it go to the website? Someone wants uh, to get involved, go to these classes? Yeah. Actually, the fitnessguide.me is the website. You know, I've got my class schedule, my location, and that's always, you know, that's always the best way to start. Just okay. come do something. I mean, because like, I, you know, I have that lifestyle. My, my, my mantra has always been the more you do, the more you can do. I mean, like if you're out there, like do something and if like, and even if it's just a little bit more than you did yesterday. So at any rate, yeah, the fitness guy dot me is the website. Uh, fit guy 1959 is the Instagram that okay. catches some cool shit. Every I need to, I, I'm not following you on Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. I was on your site yesterday doing a little, doing a little professional creeping, but, uh, and is there room? Like, do you have room? It sounds cause you've got a, a cult following cause I know you do. Well, it's, it's. Well, I mean, I'm trying to create a little scarcity. It's yeah. like, oh, buy now, call yeah. now, you can no, get no, no. reserve a yeah. spot. <laughs> no, the, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of circuit training classes is that you put in a, as many exercises as people show up. So we've had classes as right. as small as 25 and as big as 72. You know I mean, we wow, can awesome. we can make that magic happen. Like this this eight thirty the eight thirty Saturday morning class is like just an awesome show. I've got a buddy who puts together playlists. We bring in coffee. Oh, it's a bit of a rock and show. It's a total rock. But the other part of this and uh, the part that always amazes we're old fuckers. You know what I mean? Like the demographic in my like I'm super lucky demographic in my class is closer to my age. Like so, kind of that oh, forty okay. to sixty years. So it's not the and. God love them. It's not the it's not that twenty to thirty. No, I appreciate that group that goes to the spin or the other stuff. It's like these people, this old school guys, just working out, and women, just as many women as men. And uh, and I'm lucky enough now that we're hitting second generation, so we get literally have you know parents and 
young adults working out in the same class, which is such a chill. I used when I owned my facility that that Saturday morning crowd that was yeah. a different crowd. Oh yeah, it was a like high point of their week. They're coming in. They're not rushed for time. It's not after work. Oh, exactly. They're recognizing each other. Like that was a fun vibe in the gym yeah. on a Saturday morning. Well, it is. Saturday morning workouts were great. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Well, we got Monday Monday Wednesday nights uh, lunch times Tuesday Thursday Friday. And they're, they all have their own kind of jam, right? Like, yeah. depends on, but it's always, mine's kind of a fun-based workout. If you're not having fun, like. No, no, I joke. We're all little kids. If it's fun, we keep doing it. If it's yeah. not fun, we quit doing yeah. it. In the moment. I'm going home, man. Yeah, and I might throw a tent for yeah. temperature in the process. I hate you guys. Sometimes you hate your trainer yeah. at the end is maybe it was a good workout, but yeah. that's another, the, yeah. psych, the psychology of the client-trainer relationship. Well, again, that's a, t- uh, that you know the personal. I mean, those are two different dynamics, right? Yes. Which are super fun. Yeah. And like, I'm very lucky to be able to have both. Like, a lot of people in the fitness industry are trainers. Yes. Or they're instructors, and I've just been really lucky to to have fallen into both camps. To be, to be at the, the fitness same guy. Time. To be the fitness guy. Yeah. Because right, there is no one flavor. It's just whatever yeah. you happen to into. But by all means, mix it up, try new things, yeah. expose your body to new well, challenges. There's so much cool. Stuff. Like, I I personally want to get out to some of those undercard classes, or mm-hmm. and you know, I just where do you have the time? Yeah, absolutely. Life is life is full of really cool. Life is full of cool shit, and that's such a good problem to have. Pete, thank you so much for coming in. It was fabulous to, like I always say on here, like oh, someone I knew, but did I really know them? And you spend an hour sitting in this chair, you get to hear some really cool life stories. And okay, like acid to guys in prison, like that was not to bring that up, but all the cool surf <laughs> stories. I'm like that one. I'm so like, yeah, did like, you pull like, that yeah, off? That's should, a great should story. That really, be the highlight of the fitness. I know. I'm guys. sorry, I brought that around. <laughs> but we're some of our parts, and like yeah. you said, looking back on something with not necessarily regret or critical eye even though it yeah. might have been that's not that wasn't a traumatic episode but oh, so looking fun. and going wow did that actually happen good god yeah. did I do that who was that like, which well, version of me was it. that like, that was so f- again the 60 year old me would not have tried that yes but the 20 year old or whatever age year old 18 year old was totally into that it that seems it like, like a fantastic idea what could go wrong yeah absolutely <laughs> we're all still here today so clearly it all worked out Pete thanks so much for coming in it was absolutely pleasure chatting with you and a pleasure was mine Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. I want to let you in on a little secret. I absolutely love doing these podcasts. The learning, the people, the curiosity, the insights, the, the wow factor of meeting people that I thought I knew and learning their deeper stories really proves the value of what happens when you take the time to be curious and actually care enough to ask. With that, I'm looking for your feedback. I'm looking for your input. I'm looking for what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, where you'd like to see it headed in terms of guests, in terms of questions, a little bit deeper, please feel free to share. We'd love to get your feedback. Visit us on iTunes, on Spotify. Give us your review. Give us your five stars if you feel so inclined. But more importantly, give us your feedback. Give us your input on what you want to hear on future shows and we will absolutely incorporate it. Thank you again for listening and have an awesome day.